0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Hey. What? Come over here. The cat
2: in the hat is about to appear. He's whizzing over to whisk you
1: away
3: on a fabulous journey today. Peace. He's right in the thing a jigger, the thing that drives He's a cat and doodles of fun with
1: his
2: hairy helpless thing to make one.
1: On MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling partner, Camille King, of Visit Mississippi. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling around the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Well, today is all about books, music and business we'll start start a road trip in Jackson for MPB's read across America birthday celebration for Dr. Seuss. Next we'll head to the Mississippi University for Women for their Music by Women Festival. After that we'll stop by the Black Business Expo and end the show with our musical guest Mississippi Living Blues legend Vastai Jackson. Well, good morning, Kamel.
2: Good morning. Good morning. How's everything going? Ooh, just busy. Just. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my gosh. Busy
2: is not the word. Oh, man. It has been going down, but in a positive way. So I love it. It's Feast of Famine.
1: That's great. So uh, tell us what you did this week. I know you were traveling a little bit.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Ended up going. Uh, had a wonderful, wonderful time in the city of Tupelo. Oh, my God. Uh, the uh, Thankful to Neil and his whole team out there at the Tupelo CVB. They just uh, showed our team at Visit Mississippi a wonderful time around Tupelo showing us the things that they have and visited the Natchez Trace headquarters and visited the birthplace of Elvis, which I wow. had never been to okay. and got a full, full outing being able to uh, watch, uh, go inside the church. and did go you feel into- his spirit? I really did. <laughs> I mean, you don't, I, I mean, we all know the impact that our Mississippi artists have and especially Elvis, the mm-hmm. king of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But when you look at how many blends of music and how many people that went into his music, Mm -hmm. gospel, you know, country, rock, the whole nine, so many genres, so many uh, diverse uh, races went into his music. That's why he was so impactful Mm -hmm. in music. So Tupelo was great in planning a Johnny Cash marker for May 8th in Starkville.
1: All right. So that's great. I know you guys are getting ready to gear up for your big conference. I know you're working towards that as well. Every week,
2: every day. Mm
1: -hmm. That's coming up. Again, Tell we like to every week tell people about that.
2: Thank you so much. September 29th until October 2nd. You guys got to get your tickets. Uh, Go on sounddiplomacy.com. Cleveland, Mississippi, we will host the Music Tourism Conference. People from all over the world, you got to be there. Beautiful new hotels there, the beautiful city of Cleveland, Grammy Museum, Delta State University. We we will have people from all over the world talking about about music and music tourism. Oh, that's cool. Get those tickets now. Early bird tickets are steadily going up.
1: Okay, well that's great. And of course, uh more information on that. I'll go ahead and put that on our MPB calendar. Thank you. So when if you want to know more information about that, we'll put the email address for those early bird specials because once they sell out, they sell That's out. That's right. Um, speaking of uh, selling out, even though it's not a ticketed event, this weekend <laughs> at MPB, it's going to be a great, great time full of family, fun, and kids, and books. So That's let's right. welcome, she's out of breath a little bit, <laughs> MPB's own Sheila Brown. She's the director of Early Childhood here at MPB. Uh, welcome again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you know what I call you, our Resident correspondent. Oh, I like that name. I like that name. Official MPB <laughs> education reg- resident correspondent. I like that. Yeah, I, like I got
2: to thank you on the air. I brought my daughter. It was daughter taking daughter to work day wow. and brought her around and Sheila just made friends with my daughter so quick. Her personality is so great and gave her so many books and we've just been having a great time reading at home. Well, that's reading what I like. Together. And yep.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that, Camille. I was going to ask you before uh, mm-hmm. Sheila came on about the importance of reading to your daughter. You have a young daughter. How old is she again? She's six. Six. And, and Sheila can attest to this. Uh, Literacy is important in early childhood, getting your kids engaged in reading and letting them understand how much fun it is and letting it be fun because that's one of the ailments of why kids, teenagers like mine, I don't Mm -hmm. like to read. You know, it's not engaging. They didn't, uh, it didn't spark, uh, that that spark didn't fly when they were young. Mm -hmm. And if you embed it, At six, Mm
3: -hmm. it probably won't go away. Oh, no, it won't. Uh, That's the one thing that I always encourage uh, for my families that I come in contact with, you know, friends and families, that kids are copycats. Mm -hmm. What they see you do, they do, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if it's something great and wonderful like reading. Mm -hmm. So the more they see you read, the more they'll read. And if they know you're having fun and you're really enjoying it, they just want to do more of that. Mm -hmm. They want to do more of that. Yeah. I love that. And um, before we talk about the event, since mm-hmm. you, I like where we are right now, I was going to mm-hmm. ask you these
1: things. Um, what are some things that parents can do for their with their children to help them get more encur- to encourage them to read more?
3: Well, one of the things I would really suggest is that you allow children to uh, pick books. Mm-hmm. Um, you oh, know, they cool. they love looking at the covers, mm-hmm. but then you take them on the journey when you open the book, mm-hmm. open up the pages. Mm-hmm. So I love uh, telling family, families, parents, yeah. to go out and go to the bookstore and just let them mm. roam and look at all those books. Build home libraries, mm. which is what you yeah. have to have with your daughter. Um, and, and of course, my children are, you know, older. 29 is the oldest one and she loves reading. You and do so not I have a 29-year-old I have, a, a, no, you I don't. have a beautiful 29-year-old. She yeah. She's looking like I she's I not, 29. I'll, I'll take that. Right. As a matter of fact, you know, I'll go ahead and say it too, that my birthday, I turned 50 yesterday. Oh, oh. happy So oh, wow. I was excited wow. about that. You yes. know, oh, right wow. mine is uh, next Wednesday. Yes. Go Ooh, ahead, yeah, That's right, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when it comes to reading, uh, it's so important that we do it daily. Yeah. And I I talk to my teachers, I talk to my parents, I talk to the children about every day. Read something because every day you read, you learn something new. new. You're building vocabulary. Wow. You're learning how to use another word in place of another word, mm-hmm. you know. So I love to see kids do that. You know, wow. I ask them a question. Don't just tell me it's big. Tell me it's it's enormous. Right. You know, right. I love that.
2: Expand that vocabulary. Yes, expanding right. vocabulary
3: because right. that's mm-hmm. what they're going to do. And, and talking to children, that's the other thing. Yes. When you
1: read a book, you talk to them ask about them that. About, ask gotcha. them about what you. So reading comprehension uh, is important to me because, mm-hmm. like you said, a lot of children may know how to identify a word, yeah. but knowing what that word means mm-hmm. in relation to another word or the entire paragraph—that's right. What was the writer trying to say? Mm-hmm. Or you know, when they get older, like my daughter in high mm-hmm. school and poetry mm-hmm. and lit- mm-hmm. uh, literature classes, mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to figure out what was the uh, what was Shakespeare trying to say here, mm-hmm. and that's important to have those skills mm-hmm. to understand what because all these state tests and all these tests that they have to take, they have to be able to critically think. And we, it it starts here. So let's talk about how MPB's education department, I'm sorry, is, um,
3: doing that every year. Mm -hmm. Well, we host every event, so of course you all know mm -hmm. that, Um, but tomorrow we are hosting Read Across America. MPB is so excited about this. We promote reading at every event that that we do. Um, Our education department is very, very excited to always bring kids into the building, um, to have them to come in and do hands-on activities, and then we send them away with activities that they've done, Mm -hmm. and then we send them with a A a great gift is a book. That's right. So they will come here tomorrow at 9 o'clock. That's what time it starts. They'll come into the auditorium and the cat and the hat will be here to entertain them. Oh, that's my boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it. that's my boy.
1: That's my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to a happy hour afterwards. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and and in the cup. <laughs> oh, that, was good. that was, right. was good. All right, all right. Y'all good. Okay, y'all
4: good. We're yeah, going yeah, to we have done. our kids <laughs> here.
3: Our here here uh, tomorrow uh, to just enjoy Read Across America. Wow! So So,
1: um, again, let's talk about the uh, preliminaries. Okay. Uh, Starts at 9. Starts at 9 to noon. 9 to 12. Mm -hmm. And it's here at our studios on Ridgewood Road. It is. Uh, It is on our MPB calendar so they can go on and look at more information about it. Uh, It is absolutely free. It's free. We just
3: want everyone that wants to attend to register. That information on our website so as well. So they do need to register before they, they come. Mm-hmm. Now, let
1: me just ask,
3: mm-hmm. if you didn't get to register, can you still come? Oh, you can Okay. You can. We, we'll get you to sign in just but say everybody else. We would else. like. We would like. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so then we can plan accordingly. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you sure want to make sure you have enough for the children. Right. And, <laughs> and
1: what other activities? We're going to have the cat and the hat, mm-hmm. face painting. Yes. Um, and there's the mm-hmm. hands-on
3: activities that would include, uh, the, uh, uh, uh rhyme time mm. activities. I love rhymes. I mm. love rhymes. And then we're doing a, uh, word search, an all-about-me puzzle that has to do with the cat, of course. Um, the, you mentioned the face painting. Um Together, the family will write a rhyme. Oh, okay. And then here and there, we'll get them to you know say it out loud to all the, the guests. So who we'll write a rhyme tomorrow. Nice. With yeah. Open, open yeah. mic, yeah. Day. Open mic kind, of kind of thing. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Sheila, are you going to uh, write a rhyme tomorrow? I will write a rhyme. I want to really? hear it on Monday. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to do that. <laughs> I got look. I got to do what G, I asked them Sheila. to do. Rated exactly. Rated G. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll re- definitely <laughs> write a jet. Definitely. So again, we talked about um why reading is important. But let's mm-hmm. talk about again why this important uh, event and others like this is important for Mississippi and the communities.
3: Because you want families learning together. Mm. How do we do that? By bringing them to a space that we're showing them how to extend mm. Cat in the Hat books. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say Dr. Seuss books. a right. Great Arthur. And we you know, forgot to talk he about yes, his birthday. Great That's Arthur, right. fifty years. Yeah. Well, actually. He's going to be um, if we were if he was still here with us, mm-hmm. 116 years old. Wow! And we've been celebrating this man these this number of years after his death
2: because of the work that he did for children I do and for know families. I do not know what this man looks like. though. Well, I guess what <laughs> I we have read look. his books for generations, yes. and I would not be able to pick him out in the well, museum. Well, the kids
3: tomorrow are going to see a photo of him, That's yeah. and they're going to learn some little trivia about mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm. so that they won't be able to say that. They to right. they're gonna live know knowing where, some the, the, things about story, Dr. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. His story,
1: his history. Yeah. Love it, love it. So anything else um people need to know about the parking and
3: the logistics for tomorrow? There will well you will not be able to come off of Bridgewood, but you will be able to come off East, uh, drive off of East Over. Mm-hmm. And of course, there will be someone there directing the traffic, letting everyone know to come to the auditorium. Okay, Please come, follow the signs to the auditorium. Now we're asking There will this be signs. For the entire
1: state of Mississippi, not just for this mm-hmm. area, we want everyone to come out. Indeed. Please register, come. And we're yes. going to have enough room and enough books we for everyone to have a great time tomorrow. Well, it's time for our first break, But did you know that the idea for a day to celebrate reading was first thought up by a group called the National Education Association in 1997. Yeah. Now, a lot of people really like the idea, and just a year later, in 1998, the first Read Across America Day was held. Yay. Well, when we return, we're heading to Columbus, Mississippi, for the Music by Women Festival Plus. Later in the show, we'll welcome Mississippi living blues legend, Basti Jackson. So stay tuned. This is Next Stop Mississippi This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling partner, Camille King, of Visit Mississippi. Before the break, we spoke with Sheila Brown about Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Read Across America event happening tomorrow here at MPB. Um, studios. Well, if you like more information about that event and others around Mississippi, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. Speaking of Mississippi events, our next guest is in the middle of her festival, and I'm sure she had to come out of one of the uh, uh, presentations just to speak with us this morning. Let's welcome to the show director of music by Women Festival, Dr. Julia Mordekova. Good morning. Murtokova. I love saying your name. Good
2: morning. Thank you so much for having
1: me on your show. Thank you. For, look, you're uh, a one-year wonder. We talk I'm to you, every, you year every year about this wonderful festival, and I can't let a year go by without having you on the show because this festival means so much. Of course, I'm a woman, of course, but it means so much to me uh, that you have a festival dedicated to showing um, what women have uh, done two music and four music, composers, classical music, singing, the whole nine. I love it. I love it. How are you guys doing right now on your second day?
4: We are doing wonderful. We are currently in the middle of our 10 a.m. concert. So uh, this event, as you mentioned, highlights the contributions of women composers to classical music and to the classical music performance canon. Um, and as part of the festival, we have 15 concerts over a period of three days. So this event takes place March 5th to the 7th, so we're on day number two, uh, in Poindexter Hall on the Mississippi University Holden Campus. And so it's an all-day event, but the concerts are five concerts a day, and each day the concerts are 10 a.m., noon, 2.30 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. And all of these concerts are free and open to the public. So please come visit us, and we have everything for your heart's desire. We have historic music, this is music that was written by women from the 17th, 18th, 19th century, as well as contemporary composers submitted their works, and they're here having their works performed, and we have composers all the way from uh, from Russia, from Iran, from South Korea, from all around the world. Um, and everything, as I said, is free and open to the public. It's very diverse, so you may have everything from a choir to a solo piano to a Uh, a a cornet quartet to a toy piano. Now, how often do you see a toy piano? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's a very diverse, eclectic mix, and um, between the concerts, we have lecture recitals and papers running, and uh, a paper is just like at any Academic conference. It may be on the topic of a specific woman composer or her specific work. Um, and then a lecture recital it was sort of a similar thing, except as part of the lecture recital, the presenter will also demonstrate as to perform something that they're talking about. So you actually see the research, but you also hear some live music. Um, and it's been wonderful, and every presentation puts the composer or the work they're talking about in the historical, political, social, cultural, religious context of the time. So if you're a history buff, um, this will be interesting to you even if you're not a musician. So uh, if you want to attend those sessions, you do have to register. Our website is muw.eu slash music by women. The entire conference schedule is online, so you can see every session, you can see every presenter, every performer, every piece, every instrument. Um, so please check it out, muw.eu slash music by women. So that, that is what we're doing
1: here. Well, you know what? You just gave all the information anyone <laughs> ever needed to know. Again, the festival did start tomorrow, but it is okay if you come down today and, and take part of the concerts, the lectures, and the present paper presentations. You also have receptions throughout the day as well. So it is a fun-filled weekend of music by women. We want to, again, thank you. Give them the website one more time so they can look at the schedule and see which concert they'd like to attend. Uh, End.
4: Absolutely. It's MUW.edu slash music by women. And I would also like to point out that we are about half men because men also support women in music. <laughs> so That's right. the composers are women, uh, the performers, of course, are men as well. And we have a youth composer. We actually had a middle school for the performing arts from West Palm Beach in Florida perform this morning as part of the sessions because we're really promoting. Um, of course, young people education, because we are a university, that's important. And I would also like to take a moment to thank our sponsors, which is the the Arts Commission, National Edelma for the Arts, and Women's Harmonic Advocacy for making this event possible,
1: as Wonderful. well as MUW. Yes, yes. Thank you guys for what you do. And thank you for what you do as the you are the actual department chair and professor of music at the W. Thank you for all that you've done uh, for women and music. And of course, we look forward to speaking with you next year about the festival as well. Have a great day. Continue to uh, promote women and music and be careful, okay? It's time for us to take another quick break break but first did you know that the w was the first institution in the state of mississippi to be accredited by the national association of schools of music in 1935 they've been accredited that long that's that's very good that is very good well stay tuned we'll be right back this is next stop mississippi on mpb think radio You're listening to Next Top Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo along with my traveling partner, Camille King, of Visit Mississippi. Now, before the break, we spoke with Dr. Julia Mordekova about the fourth annual Music by Women Festival happening right now at the University of Women through Saturday. Now, if you want more information on the schedule and things like that, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org.
2: You hear that music?
1: I do, I That's do. That's
2: the soundtrack of my life. (laughs)
1: Well, speaking of women, let's welcome our... Another great woman of Mississippi, Fumi Franklin. Queen, I don't, sometimes I call her Queen, sometimes I call her Queen. Fumi Franklin, good morning, Mrs. Franklin. (laughs) Good morning, how are you guys this morning? Doing great, doing great. great. Glad to have you back on the show. We do have you and your husband here a lot uh, to talk about things that are happening around the state of Mississippi. But today we're having you on the show to talk about the 6th Annual Jackson Black Business
5: Expo. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We're getting geared up for it.
1: Now, before we get started with that, tell us briefly a little bit about you and how you got um, involved in the Jackson um, Black Business Expo.
5: Okay. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, most of the work that we do in the community is towards sending a message of upliftment and empowerment to the people of our community. So, of course, we spend our money. With black businesses, we are a black-owned business, so we understand the necessity of having our doc- dollars circulate in our community, which has led us to the Jackson Black Pages Expo. Uh, George Chuck Patterson already had the Jackson Black Pages, and was building on it. And we met with him about this idea of the expo. We brought in Sabir Abdul Hook, and mm-hmm. there you have it. That was six years ago.
3: Wow.
1: So,
5: now we're doing an effort. We're doing statewide. We started statewide last year. So, this is our second year doing statewide.
2: Wow. So, over six years. Tell us how it started and, and kind of the inception of it and year by year how you've seen it grown to what it is now.
5: Well, you know, it was, a, it was a, almost like people were waiting to do this the very first year. Uh, but we had it at Tougaloo. We outgrew Tougaloo. We've gone to Jackson State. Um, we, we kind of got bigger than Jackson State. Now we're at the um, Convention Center. That's where we're having it at this year, and that's where we were last year. We partner with the city of Jackson. What we've seen over the years, I would guess, is that, you know, the more and more we do it, the more it becomes a staple in the city for something that people look forward to doing and people look forward to coming and shopping at. The energy is always really, really super good. People are—it's a mindset. You know how in, around Christmas time seems like everybody's jolly yes. and happy. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an expo season, and everybody's thoughtful about doing business with each other, networking, partnering to to build uh, events that make sense for businesses to be partnering together. So. Over the years, we've seen this really take off and really mean something. It is our hope and our desire to add a component where we are doing a huge job fair. And so people can come and bring their resumes, get interviewed, and hired on the spot.
1: That sounds that's wonderful. This
5: going. So yeah, let's... That, that's going to be really dope, especially for the, for the business owners and people who are there to you know, engage in the
2: opportunity to shop. That's how it used to be. right? Exactly.
5: Well, let's talk about this year's
1: uh, expo. Actually it's happening April 11th. I know people that are Mm -hmm. listening, it's not happening right now, but what are you needing right now? Because the activities that will take place, talk about that. And then uh, vendor information, because right now we're asking if you would like to be a part of the black business expo, it's going to be huge. Uh, Yeah. What type of vendors are you looking for?
5: We're looking for anybody who has a business that a black home business but we need you to be licensed. Like you gotta go to the Secretary of state and get yourself together. You know. We need you to be licensed. But other than that, you're everybody's welcome. We're looking for people who um are hiring um black people to or are hiring people to work in their business, but we're also looking for um to get the word out to let people know to come on and get their vendor information in and, you know, sign up because the prices will be going up. Right now it's $50. I think it will be $50 until March the 8th. So you need to get in right now so that you can get that price and then going up. So we're looking for people to just sign up and letting the public know that we're going to be there at the convention center on April the 11th. And this is where you want to be because it's a one-stop shop. You can get everything you need from eyelashes to massages to clothing to, I mean, it's even some nonprofit organizations that will be there to hand out information about th- what they're doing. So it will be a one-stop shop if you're looking to, to you know, shop black, this is where you want to be. And I, I'm glad you mentioned
1: that. We want to say, of course, um, 2020, we are not excluding any cultures, any races, any anything. This is a black business expo, but any and everybody is welcomed to come and Absolutely. take part in this expo. Come and see uh, the cultures, just like uh, the different Asians and uh, different cultures have their expo. and you learn about their history and their culture, it's the same thing. So, of course, we're not excluding anyone in the entire state. Please come out and enjoy this expo, see what um, black businesses are, have to offer in Mississippi, but we are asking everyone, doesn't matter if you're polka dot, (laughs) come out and enjoy this expo. But you you did say that um, you guys have partnered with uh, the city of Jackson and the Jackson Black Pages. You guys come together and now it's bigger and better. You were at the Jackson Convention Center last year and you're back there this year. So Again, what is the website where people would like to uh, become a part, be a vendor? Uh, where can they go to find out more information about vendor information and attending?
5: Okay, so we we post a lot on Facebook. So the best wow. idea is to go to Facebook, and it's just Jackson Black Pages. But to register, you'd want to go online, um, and it's uh, jacksonblackpages.com. So... Either way, it'll get you there. But I would advise people to go to the Facebook page because we post the link there often, so they can just click on it and go on and register. It. And to speak to what you said, yes, we are. We we want you to come and shop with us. You don't have to be black to come shop with us. <laughs> we you just want to make you sure know. we get that. Yeah, we get that across. Everybody for that. The intent is to give us an opportunity to. to All the black businesses that are not really necessarily known, you may not know that it is a business, you may not know where they're located, they may not have an actual storefront, so this is an opportunity to give people an opportunity. A platform, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that people can come and see them, and we even have breakout sessions where the city of Jackson is going to be giving a, a, a tutorial on how to do business with the city of Jackson, what's expected. How do you go from having an idea to getting licensed, you know, things of that nature? What you're gonna to need to do to be to be in business with the city of Jackson. How do you make your business legal in the city of Jackson? Then we'll have an entrepreneur panel and the people on the panel have all different types of backgrounds. So that's a totally different breakout session. That's and people cool. are gonna be able to ask questions about marketing, about promotion about land ownership like it's just an opportunity to learn more about your business so if people are out there who are thinking of starting a business come to the expo right people who are out there with the business come to the expo people who want to shop Come to the expo, right? So it's for
1: everybody. And uh, when you we talked about the panels discussions, that's what we want to get into. The activities actually for that day. It's not just uh shopping, but you're going to have panel discussions and um like lunch and learns, learning things that day. So actually, I just thought about if you are uh, if you have a company that you train people this is a good platform to come to and become, be a vendor here as well, um, especially you. finances. If you're a finance company, and you help with um, minority-type loans, this is a good platform where you could That's set right. up your table and get that information out to the people who mm-hmm. want to start a business. They're looking for money. They're looking to uh, for information, try to soak up information. How do I start this business? This is where you need to be to get that information out to the community statewide.
5: Yeah, and you can talk to people who have businesses along the lines of what your interests are and see what they did to to, to get themselves to the point that they're at. You know, and it might be people out there who have information for us that we could use to get our business further out there. So it's just an opportunity to put people in the same place to build together. And I think it will be wonderful for everybody. As an entrepreneur myself, you really don't know what's necessary and what's needed until you don't have it, hmm. <laughs> you know. So we're trying to prevent that from happening to a lot of businesses around here. We want to see the businesses thrive. We want it, we want the people to know what the businesses are, so that they know who to shop with and where to shop. And sometimes you don't even know you need a certain thing until you see it.
2: And so, I want I want to challenge the listeners. We need for some grant writers to be some. Uh, vendors vendors Mm -hmm. at at your black business expo because a lot of a lot of these businesses have great ideas they uh all they need is the structure and the right person to go after grant monies that are just laying around that people don't know about don't know how to apply for it don't know how to write it correctly and grant writers a lot of times get paid percentages of what they are able to capture in grants for a company. So we need some grant writers to come out there because those are a lot of the times the connectors between black businesses and the money that they need to get these wonderful, energetic, and positive agendas going.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. You never have enough avenues to, to, you you know, people don't know what it's going to take to be in business. Most of us just have an idea this is a great idea, I want to do this, this is a business, but it's a whole lot of work, you know, it's a whole lot of stuff you have to know. Grant writing and all that type of stuff is really good. So, yeah, if there's anybody out there who does grant writing, hit us up, go to the Facebook page, let us know you're there. We'll give you a couple of, t- a little few minutes on the microphone or something to let people know you're in the building because we want us everybody to win.
1: And um, also, since Camille brought it up, lawyers as well. Lawyers are needed if you... If you get, like you said, contracts and those things, pro
2: bono term, all those lawyers have to have pro bono time every year to apply for our license. Oh wow. So that this is a great good opportunity pleasure. to go down there and to set up and the same people that you're giving pro bono and love mm-hmm. love services to because you're giving it out of love. It shouldn't be out of just you know trying to uh, get yeah, the hours yeah, trying mm-hmm. to get the hours. Those are the people who will become your clients, your constituents and people who will further you out in the community. So we need lawyers down there. Good good idea, Michelle.
1: Yes, yes. Well you brought you made me think about it. I looked at you and said, lawyer. You look man. like a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Fumi. Again, give the uh, website again and the address where people can find more information about the vendor information and about attending again.
5: Okay. Just go to Jackson Black Pages. Uh, Jackson spelled out J A C K S O N Blackpages.com. There is a spot on there that says vendor registration. Just click on it. It's real simple and easy. You go in, pay the vendor fee, send in your registration information, and you're there. And I also want to point out that we print a directory every year. So if you're in the building that day, then the businesses will all get the directory. that's it's free. And if you're not listed as a business on the page, you will not be in the directory. So we advise everybody to go on and register their businesses. You can do that at the website as well. Again, it is jacksonblackpages.com. And you can follow us on Facebook at Jackson Black uh, jacksonblackpages on Facebook.
1: Okay, and this is actually the sixth annual Jackson Black Business Expo. It's taking place again April 11th. That's a Saturday at the Jackson Convention Complex in Jax, downtown Jackson. But it is for everyone under the sound of our voice. It's time. Thank you so much, Fumi. Queen Franklin, we look forward to speaking with you again, okay? Thank you for spending a little time with us today on Next Stop Mississippi. Well, it's time for us to take our last break, but don't go far, because when we get back, we'll welcome multiple Grammy-nominated, world-renowned guitarists. Renaissance man. Vocalists. And Mississippi living blues legend, Vastai Jackson. Stay tuned. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
5: Please, let the circulate. Let it, let
0: This is an MPB Think Radio Podcast.
2: Way from home. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm a long way from Hattiesburg.
1: Good morning. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McIndoo, along with my traveling partner, Kamel King, of Visit Mississippi. Well, today we've had a wonderful trip talking about events happening around the state. Now let's welcome our musical guest. You heard his wonderful voice coming in back to the show. That's Grammy-nominated guitarist, vocalist, and Mississippi living blues legend, Vastai
0: Jackson. Good morning, Vastai good morning uh listen what was that i was just hearing it's something that i'm along with from home is somebody down there clairvoyant because i'm in memphis
1: <laughs> well i know that my engineer knew you were in memphis uh we kind <laughs> of okay. do it's like we do this for a living you know yeah. we're like producers right. here and so uh, well, yeah, we do this. No. But uh <laughs> y'all are clever.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: he is very clever. Java Chapman is my engineer for Next Stop Mississippi. Love him. And you know, Vasta, you have been all over the world uh doing this, representing Mississippi at its finest. Yeah. Um, uh, but I want to go back. I don't want to run out of time before we get to know who you are I'm and um you. your music, but tell us how you began this blues or this music journey period. Where are you from in your early beginnings um, playing music? How did it begin?
0: Well, quickly, I'm from Macomb, Mississippi. And uh, like most of us, many of us, anyway, I come from a musical family, as far as we can go back generations and generations. So it was something that uh, was very common. Uh, We were poor folk. We didn't have a car, but we had a piano. So there was always music from my, going back from my great-great-grandfather, Will Jackson, my great-grandfather, Shane Jackson, my great-grandfather, Samuel Jackson, played guitar harmonica, taught my grandmother to play guitar. So it was always music in the house, I mean, from an infant. So I didn't really make a choice to be a musician. It was just a family activity that at age 12, people started paying me to actually play the guitar. So I became a professional uh, at
2: 12. Wow. Well, Vasta, I, I just got to ask this, because if, if any of you guys have never met this man, he is a true Renaissance man. Not only is he, is, is he a musician, but a writer. He is also a professor. He is also uh, a, a librarian, a He's producer. He's an actor. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to ask about, because a man with so many talents, how did you know you were going to get into acting, and where when did
0: that bug bite you? Well, let's, let's talk very simply about education. Okay. Macomb high school, uh, was very progressive. So when I was there and even junior high, uh, they would do musicals and I started off because I'm a drummer first, I was playing percussion in the the pit orchestra or bands for musicals like Oklahoma music, man, and things like this. I was playing timpani, xylophone, you know, things of this nature. So, um, That was my first experience uh, in more of an educational environment. Of course, you know, as children, we say the Easter speeches and things like this as far as being or, you know, public speaking and things Mm -hmm. of this nature. So I think all of that sort of played into it. And so the acting thing really stemmed from school education. And the same thing with becoming uh, more of a versed or well-versed and skilled musician. Uh, I, I didn't learn how to read music or began reading music until I was 15 years old. I didn't even know the name of the strings of the guitars. I just completely played by ear. But I had very demanding educators who said you had to do this. You have to learn these things. So now I feel... So I, I'd like to share this with everybody because we're talking about uh, leading into uh, Mississippi Musicians Day mm-hmm. celebration in Hattiesburg mm-hmm. Saturday. So... The aspect of celebrating uh, music and musicians from Mississippi, because there's something very unique about us from a very visceral and primal standpoint. Uh, and when I use these words, visceral and primal, I'm using them in a very positive right. mm-hmm. way. So if there's, there's there's something regarding epigenetic memory, mm-hmm. molecular structure, DNA, and all of these things that people can generally hear from musicians from Mississippi, mm-hmm. I, it's regardless of what style we play, mm-hmm. it's that other... Listen, it's that other thing. It's something, Mm -hmm. right, right. It's that something that they mm -hmm. but you have to you have to understand it's not the other thing that we have. It is the other thing.
1: Mm -hmm. T H A N G, (laughs)
0: yes. And the thing. Mm -hmm. And the thing. So we have the thing. That's a Mississippi thing that you can't learn at a university. Wow. That's right. That's right. But, but but you can improve your ability to express it and communicate it by becoming more educated and skilled in techniques that are, let's say, taught a certain way in Europe, a certain way in Japan, a certain way in Brazil, a certain way in New York, a certain way in New Orleans. Every region has its thing. So, uh, from that particular standpoint, I had great people around me who were people in the village, you know, before mm-hmm. I went to Jackson State, when I arrived at Jackson State, there were great people, you know I mean, William W. Davis, Prop Davis, uh, Joe Goree, DuPlessis, all kinds of people, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. who saw something in me more than I saw in myself, mm-hmm. and they uh, pulled a lot of it to the surface, some of it was an easy pull. Some of it was like pulling teeth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Vesta, let me ask you this: uh, You played some iconic musical characters on stage and off,
2: such as Ike Turner in 2018
1: and 2019 at the International Music Tour, simply the best Latina Turner story, and you're currently performing the lead role as Robert Johnson in the theatrical presentation, Robert Johnson, The Man, The Myth, The Music, and you played Hobo Bill in the stage play, Jimmy Rogers, Mm. America's Blue Yodeler. Tell us how you embody or start preparing for different characters Mm -hmm. musically because they're all, they all were different. You're not them, but how do you take on those characters and become them Mm -hmm. uh, on stage and do it effortlessly? Mm
0: -hmm. Well, it's not effortlessly actually. (laughs) Uh, It appears to be effortlessly because of the amount of effort I put in it in a very solitary environment, whether it's my home or hotel room, studying Researching and and working these things out before it gets to the stage. This is the thing why practice makes perfect. Mm. Even if you practice imperfectly, no matter what we practice, be it good or bad, we will become expert at it. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's in the negative or the positive. So I say <laughs> that because the aspect of music is only, uh, 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 let's say, a vehicle uh, for the energy that God has given us and we can present that energy to improve life and experience of life for others or to diminish it. That's our choice, but we have to do the work and I'm going to move a little quickly here and say that I talk to young artists who want to become very popular and want to make money and they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram. And I say to them, listen, spend less time, Hmm. On Facebook, Instagram, and more time practicing your instrument and doing your work. That's right. Because promotion, there is a such thing that's called uh what is it? False advertising. <laughs> a lot of so, that going so you on. Got a, you, you got a lot of people hyping it. Yeah. You see what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And by the time they actually have convinced someone through media. That they are a thing and they can produce a thing, they've not spent enough time in refining the thing that now they're going to put in front of an audience. I love it.
5: Yeah,
1: that. right. I love that's Let me so, before so, we run out of time, sure. I do want to uh, touch base because you brought it up a little earlier about Mississippi Musicians Day. Now you are performing at the finale concert tomorrow night, starting Ooh, at seven p.m. Treat. in Hattiesburg mm-hmm. uh, at the Arts Center. Now, what are you looking uh, forward to the most being with all of your musicians tomorrow together?
0: Well, it's, it's really about fellowship, yeah? It's about fellowship. But uh, beyond that, it is the aspect to actually have an interaction musically
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, with, some, with some people that I've known for 40 years. I mean, there's Kimball Funches, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, My man. Bernard, Bernard, yeah, Bernard Jenkins, uh, and some young people, Maya Cowes, who I took to Africa with me, uh, I think, last year. And uh, and so so it's really about the fellowship. We're going to do some interesting things musically because uh, you know Mr., uh, Dr. Jim Brewer, who started the musician, Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame, I've known for many years. And mm-hmm. and before the moniker on the tags of uh, Mississippi, the birthplace of America's music, mm-hmm. happened, we were working on that concept and actually did a concert with orchestra called Mississippi, the birthplace of America's music. Wow. And so all of the connectivity with people i've known for many 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 years and some i've not known so long who are going to be in hattiesburg uh saturday it's kind of like a homecoming for me i've been home i think about three weeks because uh even 2020 we're still doing the tour of um the 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 musical simply the best it's an eternal story and that starts back up in april and so what 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 it is for me is uh is just being back in my village hmm. yeah yeah like yeah i mean Missis- mississippi is the closest place to africa you're going to get in america well look me. Yeah. i have a i have a question right. for you
1: and this one is, it might stump you i don't think i can stump Vastai, eye but you know that'll be hard I, I have to ask this you've been in the music business for more than 40 years now you've won many awards accolades to your name galore what is next for Vasti? What have you not done that you want to do? Mm. Wow! <laughs> uh, wow!
0: Well, let me tell you something. Uh, you, you have stumped me. Oh, oh man! Yay!
1: No,
5: I'm saying so, on the first. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so, so the reality is, I don't really know. I mean, I will only say this: that I want to continue to do what God had has created me. That's right. For and that's more than music music is only ex- an extension for me of god in me
4: mm, and that's so right.
0: when, when when i when i say that i i it's not a thing about let me be famous i mean most people know know me Camille knows me that uh some will say that uh i've been uh a fanatic, music, a musical <laughs> fanatic, <laughs> and that's probably some truth to that. I mean, we have we have pro- projects that we're doing now in in uh, in Africa, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Morocco, in South Africa, in Mozambique. Uh, I'll be in Brazil in June. Uh, I'm in Memphis right now working with the Mr. Symphony Orchestra tonight uh, on Stravinsky's A Soldier's Tale that we are actually combining with Robert Johnson.
1: All right. So, again, yeah. Yeah. we want to let everyone know that you will be performing at the finale concert, but Mississippi Musicians Day starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow in Hattiesburg. You can actually go yeah. on our calendar at mpbonline.org, look at the information, hit the link, and look at all the scheduled events for Mississippi Musicians Day. We want to thank everybody for joining us today. We've had a great show. Sheila Brown, Dr. Julia Mordakova, Fumi Franklin, and, of course, singer-songwriter and Living Blues Mississippi. legend, Vast Eye Jackson. This is Next Stop Mississippi. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women up next.